Hello everyone, it's your GM Alex, here with a very special announcement. Later this month, on Saturday, March 25th, the entire Inspired Incompetence gang has been invited to make a live appearance at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana. We will be doing a live session in Fowler Hall at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I know, this is an extremely short-notice announcement, so I'm sorry to anyone who may have wanted to come but won't have enough notice to make it happen, but we didn't want to say anything until Purdue and we had all of our ducks in a row, and some of those ducks were just full-on crooked. But for anyone who is interested in coming, and able to, there are no tickets or badges to purchase. This is a free event. But it's also first come, first serve. Fowler Hall has about 350 seats, so if you can grab one, you're in. And we hope to see you there. Okay, thank you for your patience. Now, please enjoy episode 108, Searching for Trouble. Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, now offering generic over-the-counter podcasts. How's everybody doing? We're four out of five pharmacists recommended. What's up with those pharmacists and dentists? They can never all agree. Right? Well, there's always one asshole. <laughs> okay. Um, Gallowspire, you guys just love this place so much. You're still here. Uh, last week, we... Uh, we took out that skeletal dragon and spent uh, two expensive spell slots to unearth this uh, magical shield, which I think everyone will agree was worth it. Yep. Oh, yep. yes. And uh, yeah, you guys are about to see what's inside this giant pillar in the center of this uh, circular bone pit. Uh, Uhtred, Kishikish, and Randolph are all invisible because... It's just the cool thing to do. And Uhtred opens the western, the door on the western edge of the pillar. Unlike the surrounding room, this large crypt houses the bones of individuals in distinct labeled niches in the room's walls. The niches stretch from the floor to the ceiling, 70 feet above. Anybody who wants to can give me a perception check. I could perceive. Sure. Uh, give me a knowledge religion or knowledge history check as well. God damn you two. <laughs> <laughs> I roll a 21 perception. Teoblith rolls a natural one for a 23. I roll a 19 knowledge religion. Which rolls a natural 20. 37. Like, what the hell? And Teoblith had a 39 on this. Yeah, I, Jesus so yeah Tiblith got a 23 perception and a 39 knowledge history and I'm also here (laughs) (laughs) and Uchi got a 26 perception and a 37 knowledge religion okay Uh, alright so with all that in mind you guys enter this room and it's just 
I, I imagine it doesn't specify, but I imagine there's like another central pillar in here. And then from there, it's just this like circular corridor that just goes up 70 feet. And on the inside walls and outside walls are all of these uh, niches that uh, contain uh, contain skeletons and remains. And there are like labels at like every niche uh, with uh, the identity of the remains within. Several of these uh, niches hold uh, short wax candles that glow with a cool blue light from a continual flame spell. And there's just uh, jewelry and ornate holy symbols with many of these bones. After looking around for a, a few minutes, it's clear to you that these individuals are are all like distinct, important historical figures. Okay. Uh, prominent members of the Shining Crusade, uh, Ustalavic nobility. It's almost like some kind of trophy room. Oh, that took a dark turn. As you, as you're looking through this place, uh, you can see all this jewelry, ornate holy symbols. Uh, you're pretty sure there's quite a, a horde of valuables in here, but just looking at the number of niches, you think it'd probably take a couple hours to like sift through everything and collect all of the valuables. However, Uhtred... And I, I don't want to make any assumptions, but I'm, I'm assuming you guys are, like, flying... Or, like, whether you're walking or flying, you're, like, just going around this room and just kind of taking it in. Um, and detecting magic and all that. Yep, yep, and detecting magic. Uh, no magical ores in this room, uh, but Uhtred. Towards one of the niches in the top, uh, one of these names kind of stands out to you. You see the name Hakuz with your knowledge check you know that Hakuz uh, is a legendary hero of Aristil whose bracers were reportedly gifts from the god of the hunt himself and as part of the bracers powers uh, they do not radiate any magic auras but if you uh, just sift through the bones for a few moments oh what I do you find two, what appear to be two mundane, non-magical bracers. I look them over. I put them on. All right, everyone roll initiative. What? I'm uh. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Uja could take the Galarian Hercules, but... Uh, well, Arastal was actually, uh, he's known as Old Deadeye, and his holy symbol is a bow. Ah, well, none of us can use that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I've I've been thinking recently. I'm gonna get into archery. I've been thinking. I know I didn't say it, but I've been thinking it. Uh, yeah. There's really no. I mean, you you feel you definitely feel something. Uh, you, you think maybe you hear like like a, like a soft like snort of of a of a deer, like with like the rustling of. Of Shut up, trees. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. As as you put these bracers on, like you you, you like hear the call of a rastal. 
and you're really not sure what they're doing, but you're pretty sure if you were to pick up a bow that you would probably be proficient with it. Usho kind of like twist his arms, looking them over. What did you got there, Richard? Calm your pants, sir. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see nothing right now. I imagine, like, Tiablis says that, like, in Uhtred's ear. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, what do you got? He's so impatient, man. You couldn't let me get to the point where I was going to call you over. (laughs) Oh, nothing. I thought maybe these were magical bracers, but no such luck. Now I'm not going to fucking give them to Tiablis. (laughs) Uhtred will kind of take them off. Well, they do have bows on them, so maybe you can see something that I don't on them, Teoblith. I like hand them to Teoblith. Right. Um, fortunately, I don't think uh, the occultist's uh, object reading requires a magical aura to decipher uh, a magic item. It's just, you just kind of figure it out. Uh, so Teoblith looks over these bracers and you identify them as uh, greater bracers of archery greater bracers of archery empower the wearer to use any bow not including crossbows as if uh, he were proficient in their use Uh, if the user already has proficiency with any type of bow they gain instead a plus two competence bonus on attack rolls and a plus one competence bonus on damage rolls whenever using a bow that they're proficient with. Both Ooh. bracers must be worn for the magic to be effective. Yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> so just straight up plus two to attack and plus one to damage. Yep. I'm going to regret that. <laughs> <laughs> At least that was better than the shield. Where's the scythe? <laughs> How do I fix my scythe? Okay, okay. I already gave you so, one magic scythe. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was looking into this. <laughs> the make hole spell would fix the scythe. Oh. Uh, like it says. Put in a call in... to scram. One eight hundred. Fix it. Um, so make hole yeah. is my. Yeah. I don't think anybody here has make whole, but it's on the cleric, occultist, psychic, and sorcerer spell lists. Um, The spell repairs 1d6 points of damage per level when cast on an object or construct creature, maximum 5d6. Make whole can fix destroyed magic items at zero hit points or less. And That's restores magic properties of the item if your caster level is at least twice that of the item. Uh, I forget. I always forget how to calculate that, but I don't think it's a higher caster level than you guys are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Items with charges such as wands, blah, 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 cannot be repaired in this way. So, yeah, either way, you guys would be a higher caster level, but you just couldn't use, like, a scroll of make, make whole to fix it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, otherwise... Yeah, if one of if either uh, Tiablith or Arginus uh, takes the time to learn make whole, then it's a ten minute casting time, and then uh, yeah, your scythe is fixed. But you guys gotta See? ask yourself: Does does he really deserve it? Yeah, he's the only person to get a custom magic item in this campaign. He didn't take care of it. 
That's true. I didn't. That's true. He he foolishly rolled a, a fumble. It was very irresponsible. And let's be honest. If anyone's going to roll another fumble, it's probably Joe. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely me. I'm going to fumble if this you, thing as soon you as you break it's it a second time. <laughs> it's like that video where like they like pull that goat out of the like the pit in the ground and the goat yeah. like he hops away all excitedly and immediately falls yeah, in the pit like, again like 10 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's great. Feel good yep. about that. So yeah, what do you guys do now? Uh, do you take two hours and collect the valuables from this room? As much as Teoblith would love to just sit here and check out all the historical artifacts in here, I think knowing where we are, we should you know get rid of th- like threats that could sneak up on us before we worry about collecting stuff. So you are, you do want to look at this stuff, but clear the room out and uh, make sure you have time to adequately really look at it. Exactly. <laughs> you can clear Spire out. Yeah. And let's not forget that, uh, so our genus has that daylight spell, uh, but that is only good for 10 minutes per level, I believe. So 130 minutes. Yeah. yeah we can um, always come back to this. Yeah. yeah I would that's say the same that... As- that's the same as all of my buffs as well. So, yeah, okay. I would say that between. So let's say you got, you got back here. You went to the pyramid room. You fucked around with that handprint on the door. You got the belt out of the coffin. Then you came in here. You fought the dragon. You spent uh, two minutes with the stake. And I'll be nice and say that Teoblith used the same two minutes to plow. The all the bones out of the way. So I'll say you've gone through ten minutes of uh, that daylight spell. Yeah, that was a hell of a ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm well, thinking we go to one of the bottom doors. So it looks like that top door is probably just gonna connect to that that hallway. hallway. Yeah, that's my thinking as well. Um. And this is just an open hallway? Yes. Yep. And this is just the open crater to the northeast. Yes. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling this uh, southwest door. Yep, same here. Start there, work our way around yeah. counterclockwise to the hallway. You behold a 30-foot-long hallway that leads to another door. 40-foot. I detect magic before I enter the hallway. Utrid, you do not detect any magical auras in this hallway. The hallway uh, goes southwest for about 20 feet, and then it uh, dog legs south for another 15 feet and ends in a doorway. Closed door. I'll walk up to uh, that closed door. Okay. What's everybody else doing? Uh, Walking up to closed door with the power of friendship. All right, yeah, so Utrid opens, opens yeah. the door and walks into this room. Giving Thalias a break from door duty after he almost died to that dragon. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> invisible, so I feel somewhat safe. Is <laughs> that how they get you? Probably. Utrid, you open the door, and panels of black marble bearing relief carvings of laughing skulls and dancing skeletons line the walls of this large chamber. A large brass table fills the room's center, while shelves filled with long, empty baskets 
drawers, and jars occupy much of the rest of the room. And I would like everybody to give me perception checks. 24. 27. 7. Uh, 17. So you guys start filing into this room. And Teoblith, uh, you rolled high enough for your perception check, which is a shame because at the same point that your perception check would have made you aware of the hiding creatures, your echolocation would have also come in range at the same time. <laughs> uh, and you will be part of the surprise round. And so will uh, Why? Because he always, always is now. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It's yeah. just his thing. That's what he does. <laughs> this is already paying dividends. Yep. <laughs> I wish I was a part of that so bad. That's, that's pretty such fun. a cool, yeah, that's such a cool ability. Uh, Teoblith, you are suddenly aware of five creatures that had been hiding themselves in this room. Now, like, they're they're hidden. Does Teoblith have, like, some sort of reaction? Oh, yeah. As them? soon as he rec- knows that they're there, he's like, oh, we got company, boys. All right. And, and that's when they beast. all... <sighs> I'm the beast. No I mean, I was talking to the uh, snail, but sure. Oh, show some respect, elf. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, these five uh, creatures that were hidden uh, scramble into action. During the surprise round, everybody roll initiative. What do you really think of Kishikis as a beast? He's a psychopomp. Probably Kishikis not. It was like, it was just a quick, yeah. easy insult. <laughs> Don't be insulting my second best friend like that. <laughs> Hey, oh Kishigish and Teal have been sniping uh, at each other. Rogiar. <laughs> That's right. No, Teal and, and Kishigish have just been like sniping at each other this That's whole time true. we've been down he, here. He has been giving you the guff. <laughs> Wait, where does our genus sit? <laughs> you don't want to know. Number, number three, definitely. He's on the list. Thelias <laughs> is pro- probably He's on it. Three. <laughs> He's on the list. He's on the list. It, it's it's a it's a neck and neck race between Randolph and Arginas, and they're both ahead of Vipera. Randolph, uh, something bad. Fifteen, not that bad. Arginas, uh, nine. Utrid, nineteen. All right. Yep. Uh, go ahead and give me two separate knowledge religion checks. Teoblith got a 26 and a 39. Richard got a 21 and a 23. Randolph got a 20 and a 10. Alright, so pretty much everybody would identify uh, there's there's one undead who is like wearing dazzling silver armor and his shield is this like, like matching shimmering silver color. Like this, like his, like, the feng shui of this undead is, like, freaking immaculate. Like, he looks like a knight in shining armor, except he is undead. He's, like, gray-skinned, uh, He looks immaculate, except lips. for how disgusting he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the four other creatures, uh, you all, like, pretty much automatically identify as ghouls. Uh... You don't, uh, you don't really identify any other special qualities to them. Like, 
that would specifically be denoting their race. So perhaps these ghouls have class levels, but your knowledge checks wouldn't identify that. Um, you do remember the last time you fought a ghoul was that uh, that that one pesky ghoul that kept coming back in the Gallo Gardens uh, that had the Hungry Earth spell and mm-hmm. fucking with you with the wind. That was fun. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The undead with the shining armor, uh, you all identify as a Grave Knight. Oh. Uh, fine. Do you think, um, Tiablith? Who is it? I think this might be... I mean, knight in shining armor. I have to think it's it might be Emeritus himself. Uh, give me a. What have I been having you roll for these? Just history or I think it's, I think I think you've been doing straight intelligence because I'm kind of like you're going off of that relief carving that you saw. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Give me an intelligence check. Okay, eighteen. You know that this is not Emeritus. This is Taika Guzmar. Okay. Uh, Taika Guzmar was a uh, honor, a very honor-bound and noble paladin in life. Uh, and for anybody who has added a rank to knowledge religion in their level up, can ask one additional question about a grave knight. Ooh. I so that, that was me. Yep. <laughs> like recently or ever? On, on, From this one level up. Ah, the last one. Okay. Um, uh, as a refresher, because I'm sure you absolutely would have asked about DR, uh, they have DR10 that is overcome by magic weapons, uh, which is not a problem for you guys. Uh, and I believe you did ask about energy defenses. You know that they have immunity to cold and electricity, and depending on their disposition, uh, they may receive immunity to a third element. Okay, yeah, like each Grave Knight right, has their right. own elemental affinity, but cold and electricity is constant. Um, well, dealer's choice. Give me so give me something else cool about a Grave Knight. You know that they have spell resistance equal to their CR plus eleven. Give me one cool offensive ability. For the Grave Knight. Sure. Uh, you know about their devastating blast ability. Three times per day, a Grave Knight can unleash a 30-foot cone of energy as a standard action. Uh, the blast deals 2d6 points of damage for every three hit dice the Grave Knight has. Reflex uh, halves this damage. Uh, this damage is of the energy type determined by the Grave Knight's uh, elemental affinity. And... I'll give it to you. Um, just from from looking at this guy, you can intuit that he has cold affinity. All right. So no extra immunities. That's nice. All right. So that brings us to the surprise round. Up first is Teoblith. Okay. Teoblith is going to uh, take a five-foot step diagonally to get next to Randolph and he will go ahead and uh, slap Randolph's scythe with some Bane Undead. Oh, hell yeah. It's on now. Alright, up next is the ghouls. So this ghoul in the south is going to move 15 feet northwest and he's going to stop where he has cover behind this shelf. Okay. How tall are they? Are they like big ghouls? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're tall enough to, like, give you, like, full cover for standing behind one. 
Um, Alright, so then this ghoul in the northwest is going to make a half charge during uh, for his surprise round right at Uhtred, who uh, it seems to be able to see despite Uhtred being invisible. He's going to charge at you with a bite. That's a 26 to hit. Miss. Alright, and the green ghoul is going to move 25, uh, 30 feet north and end his movement adjacent to the ghoul who just charged at Uhtred. So Uhtred's got a ghoul to his west and his northwest. And blue ghoul is going to move 30 feet northeast. Uh, you know what? He's going to take a five-foot step north instead of that, and then he's going to take an extract. And anybody looking at him will see his uh, his image become blurry and displaced. Up next is Taika. Taika is going to take a five-foot step north, and then he's going to look at Teoblith and kind of focus his sight. And he looks at Teoblith uh some mild confusion that'll be the end of his turn and now it's Uhtred's turn okay Uhtred's gonna take a five foot step and he's gonna use a swift action snap his fingers and produce his staff of frost and then he's gonna cast a wall of ice that's 50 feet wide to create, to block off, to basically split this room in half with no way to go through other than the wall. And it, it's 50 feet long and 20 feet high. And the ice itself, I think, is a thickness One of centimeter 10. thick. One inch per <laughs> caster level. Yeah. So it's oh, 50 feet thick. high, or it's 20 feet high, 50 feet long, and 13 inches thick. Nice. Nick, take a hero point. That was a... Fuck yeah. An awesome did, move. Did we know about this move? I don't remember. I knew about this move. Sweet. Yeah. He's been holding on to that staff for ages. Like, he pulls it out every now and then, but damn. Just yeah. when I need it. Mega Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's the end of the surprise round. Up next uh, for the combat proper, uh, beating Teoblith out again is Elksy. Uh, Elksy's going to move right up to the green ghoul, the northern ghoul of the two to the north of Uhtred's Wall of Ice, and she's going to gore. Gore, baby gore. With a power attack. It's a 31 to hit, and that hits 20 points of damage. All right, and now it's Teobleth. All right, Teoblith is going to hit himself with that same Bane Undead on his bow, and then he will come on around this shelf, you know, circle around north behind the shelf, and he will uh, sit behind Uhtred, using Uhtred as a buffer between him and these ghouls. Okay. All right, these ghouls like to flank, and... Just by sheer coincidence, the only the their best flank target is Elksy, so Oh yeah, what sheer, you have sheer coincidence. This, <laughs> this man wants burgers so bad. He's like Randy. <laughs> He's freaking Bobandy. 
That's what it really feels like. That's what it seems like, but like I, I don't. But it just keeps happening. All right. So up first is the green ghoul, the one that Elxy hit, and I got a natural twenty on his first uh, on his first attack roll. So here's a going to roll to confirm. Uh, that's a thirty. So yeah, it's gonna confirm. Uh, Matt, can I get a piercing uh, crit card for the ghoul's bite, please? Okay. Oh fuck. Um, uh -oh. triple damage and one and and one d2 con drain and LC takes a minus four on perception checks and ranged attacks until healed what? how long is that card what what is the crit called eye patch Everything. for you oh okay <laughs> I was like I was like that's such a specific set yeah of like why like, add those I don't understand <laughs> yeah all right, yeah, so this ghoul just fucking bites Elxie's face. Triple damage, all right. All right, so Elxie's going to take 36 points of damage from the bite. Really testing my healing, aren't we? <laughs> my God. <laughs> uh, we never... We we did those uh, two healing hands on Kishikish, and then Elxie never got any additional healing. Well, nope. We ran out of time. <laughs> yeah. What you like well, think we got? I mean, your cure spells still work, even if they're being halved. Uh, well, you know, she got plenty of healing. <laughs> I, she did. Uh, all right. Okay. It's like, I don't know. She might die from lack of healing that she got, not from what I'm doing. <laughs> Look over somewhere else. I mean, had we you. known she was going to try and block this thing's bite with her eyeball, like, yeah, we would have given her more, <laughs> but. Yeah. Classic Alexi, right? All right, so now I'm going to roll for the Condrain. Two. Because fucking why not? Perfect. All right, Perfect, so Elixie's but... going to lose... Not her eye. Uh, another 13 hit points. All right. Uh, well, that was a really shitty start. Um, but we're not done yet because it's a ghoul. So Elixie needs to make two fortitude saves. Good thing she's uh, one square away from Thalysazora. Mm -hmm. uh, and luckily they are not super hard saves, but let's not jinx anything. All right, two successes. Okay. And now the ghoul's got two claws. So 28 to hit. It's going to hit. Oxy takes another eight points of damage. Needs to make another fortitude save. Okay. Oxy's got, uh, makes another success. And here comes the second claw. Okay, second claw misses. But now we've got the second ghoul doing the exact same thing so 27 to hit which hits it's another 11 points of damage now she's got to make two fortitude saves it's two more passes claw claw oh 22 to hit that's gonna miss and a 26 is gonna hit another 13 points of damage and elsie's back to single digits and needs to make a fortitude save pass Oy, this elk. <laughs> uh, question, Utrid. Can you yes. see through your ice wall? Uh, I don't have any, like, special bonuses to my normal human sight, so... Like, is it perfectly clear? Probably not. Um, okay. Uh, I'm not seeing opaque or transparent or any synonyms of the two i'm going to say a 13 a 13 inch thick 
wall of ice, uh, especially considering the lighting conditions in this place uh, that you can't see through the ice wall. So the ghouls on the south side of the wall, uh, they take their turn and it is no longer clear where they are. And directly after the ghouls comes Taika Guzmar, who likewise takes his turn, and you no longer know where he is. Utrid, Elksy is a bloody mess in front of you, flanked by these two ghouls. Okay, so normal day, huh? <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, I'm not the healer one, so uh, I think I'm just going to try and neutralize the threat. Casting while you're being threatened is 15 plus double the spell level. Yes. Ooh, look at me go. Alright, I'm gonna cast defensively. Okay. Um, before you take the rest of that turn, um, I'd like everybody to give me perception checks. Uh, Hearing-based perception checks. Uh, 44. 29. 18. Alright, um... Alright, Tia with your four... What'd you say, 41? 44. 44. You faintly hear, beyond the ice wall, a door opening and closing. So, alright, Uchard, you can take your turn now. Okay. Uh, what was I doing? I was gonna cast defensively. Uh, haste. And... Gotta check and see. I think Elias gets everybody. You see how that's done, our genus? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. Well, because I agree yeah. with uh, with every uh, every time you cast haste where you've settled on. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, who are you hitting with haste? Elias, and then it gets everyone. No. Well, that's not everyone- how haste works. Oh. Everyone is within 30 feet yeah, of everyone else, yeah. so everyone gets haste. Yeah. Either way, I knew it would work. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. For I some reason, it. I... No, that's... I'm a dummy. I, I was like... I was like, it's got to be within 15 feet of any other one It's person. just written so weird. It's, I know. All right. So All concentration right. check. Got to beat a 21. Yeah. 31. So we all, all right. have haste. Now, uh, I think because I'm a magus... Pretty much total bullshit. I can now take a full round attack, hasted at a minus two to my attack. Matt? Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. First one's a 21 to hit. 21 will not hit. Ooh. Uh, well, the next one's a 22 to hit. 22 will not hit. The last one's an 18, so none of them hit. Wow. But we all have haste, so. That's true. And those were actually all at a minus two. So they certainly oh, okay. didn't hit. Alright, up next is Randolph. Goddamn right. So I'm invisible, and I'd like to do cool invisible stuff. Yeah, okay. So I'm gonna double move to get diagonal to this uh, southernmost guy. Well, you're you hasted, that? so that's a single yeah, move. That's a single move. Oh my god, you're right. I'm so gonna Randolph. single move. Randolph uh, moves southwest, skirting between the uh, shelf and Uhtred's wall of ice, and then comes around the corner. 
He left me exactly like a little hallway to run down. Yep. Uh, and then Thalias is gonna go the other way around in a flank position to uh, to this guy, and right. we are going to attack like the friggin' tag team we are, baby. Okay. Attack one is a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven will hit. Oh, it's a bunch of damage, so I, I can't complain too much. Uh, Seventeen slashing. Plus nine, I'm sorry, 26 and three acid. So in total, your attack dealt 26 plus three? Yeah. Okay. And T-Bag is coming in with a 30. 30 will help. Uh, Randolph, you need to add 2d6 to your scythe attack from the Bane. Oh, oh you're right. right. Just as I'm saying, I didn't forget. Uh, five. All right, so now Randolph moves west on the other side of this shelf to hit, uh, I assume, the same ghoul that yes, Randolph is flanking. It's the Thalias moves. Not sorry, Randolph sorry. does it. Yeah. Thalias does all the things that I just said. Yes. And he comes in with a 30, which uh, is going to be 17 damage and 3 fire. Alright, up next is Kishikish. And yeah, Kishikish is going to whack the fuck out of this ghoul with his staff. That's my quiche. He's hasted. It's going to be a 34 to hit. It's going to deal 20 damage to that ghoul. Next hit. Next attack. 28 will hit for 18 damage. And another hit. So 26 to hit. And that will hit for 19 damage. And just whack, whack, whack. And that ghoul is destroyed. It's my bloody. And uh, Kishikish uh, shouts, uh, Elksy, there's your opening. Fall back. I thought he was going to yell, there's another one in the other room, and then (laughs) clean up the rest of these guys for us. And Arginus. All right. uh, Arginus is going to cast Ball Lightning, and all three are going to be on this orange one. Okay. So... It's going to be 12d6. Uh, can you direct all three balls into the same square? They have no mass, so the, um, the way how it reads, there's nothing against it. So in the top bit of description, it says, Effect two or more five-foot diameter spheres. But down in the bottom, uh, the sphere... Uh, uh, these globes have no mess and cannot push aside unwilling creatures or move solid objects. So, I mean, this is a fourth level spell. I gotta imagine that you could do more than just 3d6 of damage to a creature. Well, yeah, you do 3d6 in three separate squares. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe it doesn't sound super fun but i'm going to say that since they're five foot it's a five foot area effect it just doesn't feel like it would stack unless it specifically said it did uh if you want to take back your casting and do something else then you can um in that case um, i'm just gonna magic missile okay it's 5d4 at this point right yeah yeah all right, um, 5d4 plus 5 is going to be 14 points. Okay, all 
right, that ghoul's not looking that great. It's Elksy's turn. Uh, before she takes a five-foot step away from this ghoul, she's gonna fucking headbutt it. Smart. Well, I, I guess she'll just take a full attack, actually, since it's a five-foot step. Natural one. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't look so smart, but... Maybe it's not that bad. And it's a 35 to confirm, so it doesn't confirm. Two hooves. Holy shit. 21 to hit. That's not going to hit. Look for bonuses. No, it'd actually be 22 with haste. Uh, but that, I believe, still does not hit. Nope. Last hoof. That one is a 21. Holy shit. So Alexi just... Like, probably with just blood covering her face from when that ghoul, like, bit her face off. Uh, she's just flailing wildly. Uh, and just, like, probably, like, shrieking in, like, pain and frustration. Uh, and just whiffs three times before she, like, on her hind hooves after, uh, missing with her two front hooves. She just kind of, like, uh, stumbles backwards before she falls forward again. Onto all fours, uh, five feet away from the ghoul. Okay. Teoblith. Okay, let's put this thing down. Teoblith's going to five foot step north and unload. Uh, all right. Full, full attack, haste, deadly aim, all that jazz. All right. Uh, it will have soft cover from you, but go ahead. All right, first attack is a 26 to hit. With soft cover, that's going to be a miss. Okay. Uh, rapid shot's a 34 to hit. That will hit. Okay. And then the hasted shot's a 29 to hit. That will hit. Okay. And the last shot's an 18. That's not going to hit. No, it won't. So I hit with two arrows. So in total, we've got 20, 38, and 19. It's 57 damage. Yeah. Uh, Tiablith, you finish off that ghoul. Booyah! I wanted to do it, but that's okay. And the other ones, like, they gave up and went home, right? <laughs> uh, well, it is the uh, the ghoul's turn, followed by Taika. Well, and... hold on. Oh, sorry. So I, I plunk some arrows into that thing, and, you know, seeing the immediate threats downed, um, I'll tell Udra, like, I don't know where they went, but... I heard a door open and close on the other side of the ice. Well, the only other way to get to us is through the doorway we just came through and that hallway over there. That would be my guess if they're left where they would come from. Okay, probably. But it's their turn. <laughs> Indeed. I was hoping uh, they were going to try and break their way through the ice wall. Yeah, uh, well, their turns come and go, and you don't uh, see or hear any... Any further uh, developments? Uh, Uhtred, it's your turn. He's going to activate his Ring of Invisibility then. Okay. And he's going to kind of... He's going to reposition himself uh, to like about 20 feet on the other side of the shelving here. So he's got the door we just came through into this room. 10 feet to his north. He's got the hallway... 10 feet on a diagonal, the hallway to the east. Okay. Randolph. Yes. It is your turn. Um, I guess I'm just going to hold my action 
I'll move, I'll reposition to be uh, me and Elias up against this ice wall, ready to charge. Okay. It's Keisha Keisha's turn. Uh, he will also go invisible. And he says, uh, Elksy, stay out of harm's way until we can until we can be sure we're out of danger. And our genus. I am going to uh, move closer to the center of the room here. Does anybody want to get enlarged here? <laughs> right here, Chief. All right. Where's all here? buffs on me? That's the that's the plan. Well, that is a one round oh. cast, so you can start casting that next turn. Uh, can I start with my standard action now? Sure. All right. But you will not be able to use your standard action next round to cast a spell. All right, it's Elxie's turn, and she's just going to kind of take cover, like Keisha Keish <coughs> said. Teobleth. Uh, Teobleth is going to uh, walk on down here. I guess he'll stand 10 feet in front of Randolph, since he would notice that there's some enlargement about to happen. And he's <laughs> going to... Uh, Aim his bow down that hallway and ready uh, ready a single attack if something comes in sight. Alright, so Tia both you are looking down this uh, you're so you're you're standing between uh, the shelf and the wall of ice and looking east uh, down the hallway on the east end of this room. And you can see about 15 feet into the room before your dark vision uh, ends and you really can't make out much uh, but you do see a couple uh, tall shelves not unlike the ones uh, in the room that you're in now but yeah besides that you really can't see anything okay all right Uhtred right, I'm gonna work Uchi's gonna work off of his knowledge of these grave knights. Like their whole mission is to bring a Razni back, and they fucking love us because we reek of her. So I don't think they just like Meh. we're just gonna sit around and not come find another way to them. And I'm gonna burn a spell and cast a chill touch. And yeah, I probably won't do anything other than that. All right, so uh, I just wanted to get to Uhtred uh, for a second time, and I guess, well, I guess Randolph, uh, uh, it is your turn. You're just waiting for this enlarged person to go off. Do you do anything else? No, I'm just waiting. I, right. I wanted to hold an action and charge in, but I'm realizing I don't think I can have the action economy to actually do that. Especially so not if you're large. Yeah, it just doesn't really work. So, yeah, I'm just I'm just moved and then waiting. All right. So, and our genus turn happens, and bloop bloop bloop. So Randolph is now large. Uh, our genus, you do anything with your standard action? No, I'm behind the meat shield. But I'm pretty solid right now. Okay, so that brings us back to Teobleth. It's now been two rounds since the last opposition that you can see uh, left. And so I'm just going to take us out of initiative because you guys kind of like, you get into position, you cast a buff or make yourself invisible and you just wait. 
and I don't know how long you're prepared to wait for, but about a minute goes by and nothing. What do you guys do? I look around nervously, like <laughs> I'm huge, buffed, and ready to brawl, but nothing. Really? Uh, Tiboth will point down that hallway to the east, like, well, go on, big boy, see what you got. Uh, huh. I'm so big, I truly do not fit through doorways. Yeah, you can. It's my dream. How do I, how do, I do this? <laughs> Your dream has become a nightmare. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you can squeeze through those spaces. Uh, okay. And then, you know, just wind up. Yeah, or you can better fit. Does everybody follow Randolph? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, t absolutely is. I look hysterical on this map with all these little tight corners. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys uh, go down this hallway, uh, kind of shuffling past the wall of ice that Uhtred made, and oversized leather-bound tomes crowd the shelves covering walls of this large chamber, interspersed with the preserved bodies of various creatures floating in jars of fluid. Six cold marble tables fill the room's central area. The reek of astringent chemicals fills the air. I heard leather-bound tomes, so Teolith is like kid in a candy store. Like, ooh, what's in the box? And uh, Randolph's like a 20-foot man in a candy store. (laughs) (laughs) Trying not to crush all the candy. (laughs) Uh, We may want to keep on moving forward. (laughs) Our uh, our buffs only uh, last so long. Yeah. Uh, do you do you guys take some time to look around this room or not yet? Move on. No, I'm fucking. I'm moving where big man goes. I'm looking for a fight. I believe Alex. Didn't you say that we we kind of waited like a minute for them to show up, like hiding over by the ice wall? Yeah. Alright, so the legacy weapon, that buff is gone, and haste is gone. Oh, well, I'm not looking for a fight no more. <laughs> I mean, you're still big. Oh, yeah, but like... How long is it taking these guys to run fucking around? It says they're running around. Yeah, maybe they're making I'm out also, somewhere. I'm realizing that we're back where we started in this circular bone room. Yeah, so there's a, there's a single door to the north of this room. And that's the only way out of this room besides the hallway uh, back where you came. You go through that door and you're back in the bone pit. No, I'm not going through that door. Fuck that bone pit. Oh, okay. I look back at the group and shrug my gigantic shoulders and say, well, what now? Uh, I I can uh, cast fireball on that uh, ice wall over there. Tubeless, like, rifling through one of the leather-bound books. He goes, can Uhtred just get rid of it? It is I'm, not a dismissible spell, yeah, it's actually. Not. It's going to last Whoa. for uh, 13 minutes. Oh no, we'll have to stay here and check out these books. <laughs> oh, what a setback. Uh, <laughs> nope, Arjunas goes over and uh, casts Fireball on the... Uh... Uh, I make sure that following Arjunas is the entire group and he doesn't just um, melt a hole for enemies to come pound on us while we're catching up on our novels and uh, late readings. Alright, so where where is everybody when Arginus casts Fireball? Uh, chasing after him saying, hold on, wait, don't. I'm... I mean, it starts off with a, as like a bead, so like, you know, I could just use you as a... <laughs> as 
just a blast zone. Well, um, so does Arginus just turn around and cast Fireball, or do you? I are, walk are over and I, uh, I'm waiting for people to kind of like show up. Uh, once I have the majority of the group, <laughs> Teoblith. Oh yeah, uh, Teoblith sitting here reading a book. Yep, I kind of figured. So uh, Arginus kind of just snaps a finger and uh, Fireball goes off uh, right into. Actually, let's go a little bit further, right into the square over here. Does this feel like a bad idea, or is that just me? Am I the only one? Do we know it's going to get all the way through? No. No, we don't. Well, also, we'll find I'm still not convinced you... that these guys were just like, dup, 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 we're going to wait this out. Yeah. Well, so here's what you know about the Fireball versus Wall of Ice. Uh, Wall of Ice has three hit points per inch of thickness, so it has 39 hit points. Uh, each 10-foot square has 39 hit points. Uh, and you know that... Fire can melt a wall of ice and deals full damage to the wall instead of the normal half damage taken by objects. So, our genus can cast fireball on the wall, but it's actually not guaranteed that it will be destroyed with one hit. He made it too good. It's... Well, at least weaken it so that like one good slam from Thalias will knock it down. Yep. Uh, here's another thing you know uh, about Wall of Ice. Yeah, I was going to say, we can't slam through it because you can take damage from breaking through yeah. it. Any creature stepping through the Wall of Ice, including uh, the one who broke through the wall, takes 1d6 points of cold damage plus 1 point per caster level. No save. What about uh, ectoplasming through the wall? You could do that. You Just could do see. that. I mean, that's still going through the wall and you would still take the cold damage. What? God, this or, is fucking brutal, or man. he could just go that oh, way. Oh, he could yeah, smart. cut that corner, go through the actual wall between this library that you found yourselves in and the southern half of the other room. Yes, actual physical concrete or you know building material wall somehow less dangerous than a sheet of ice. <laughs> Seems good. Yep. Do, let's do that. All right, and me, me and Elias do our little thing, like be safe, you know. <laughs> it's like a mother and her kid going off to <laughs> on a trip with friends. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Is your lunch packed? Okay. GPS in his backpack. Yeah. What's on your feet? All right, so Elias phases through the wall, and uh, yeah, he beholds the southern half of this room, the wall of ice directly to his north. There's this big circular table. Uh, in the center of the room, which is also adjacent to the Wall of Ice. You got a couple bookshelves to the south, and as far as Thalias can see, uh, which is 60 feet before his dark vision uh, turns off, so he can see pretty much the whole room. Uh, as far as Thalias can see, this room is empty. It's empty! Nobody in there. Now what? Uh, Teobleth. Yes. You've been appreciating this uh, this library. Uh, give me, give me knowledge arcana or knowledge religion. We'll go with arcana, and I'll use one of my uh, harrow buffs for a plus one to this. It's a thirty-six. So, Teoblith, you've been checking out this room for probably about a minute since everybody got here. Went now what? I don't want to go back north. 
let's go back that way. Can we fireball the ice wall? Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. How about with Elias? Oh, he can go through the other wall, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, you've just been like, what's this? What's this? <laughs> and uh, yeah, just you, you still haven't like looked at every book in this library, but like from every like new shelf you look at like you pick up a book you you look it up and down you put it back uh and you like move on and just it's very consistent the the contents of this library and if the rest of the library matches what you've already looked at this room contains one of the most comprehensive collections of anatomy texts in Avistan uh, you find unique volumes penned by Tarbafon's most accomplished necromancers. And the books themselves uh, appear to be bound. They, they are leather-bound uh, tomes, but upon closer inspection, uh, they are bound in the flesh of humans, halflings, and various good fae and dragons. What? Like, just doing some quick calculations, you're like, if... If this library is as is, is is everything it looks like it is, it's it represents a fortune of scientific knowledge worth twelve thousand gold. But collectively the books weigh about four thousand pounds. And I'm while the building materials of the books probably don't bother Teoblith as much as they would like the other PCs he would probably still be aware that if you were able to somehow get this entire volume of knowledge out of here and try to sell it, if that's what you wanted to do, uh, you would need to like make diplomacy checks in order to convince someone to buy them just from how sinister they look. And give me a perception check, and then we're going to move on to Thalias again. Well, in the meantime, that is a 46 perception check. Of course it is. <laughs> Jesus. Um, two things uh, jump out at you. Not literally, but... Uh, <laughs> you do spot one book that is like very much out of place. Uh, like You're like, oh, that is, that is a misfiled tome if I ever saw one. Uh, it is not bound in leather. Instead, it is pressed between heavy lead covers. You also spot uh, a magical aura radiating from a different book, uh, radiating evocation magic. Uh, but we will get back to you with what you want to do next. Uh, Thalias, and or the rest Elias. of the PCs. Anything else to do? We're gonna wait uh, until... Not stay behind. Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, Ushu would wait until Randolph reports whatever Thalias sees. And Thalias doesn't see anything, so he's coming back. He don't go exploring down no hallways without uh, without his bro. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm pretty stumped at, the, at this point. I don't feel comfortable enough to have, like, Ushu would feel comfortable enough to start looking through the books like Tiablith as much as he may want to. Because he's convinced, like... They're not just giving like giving up, right? As far as he's concerned, they're just going around, and they're eventually going to show up. Uh, well, uh, if I remember in the bone room, there was uh, 
multiple doors in there that were at least uh, a couple other passages going out from there. Maybe we can cut them off. It beats sitting here. I have to agree with that. Got nothing better to do. I guess Uchu would start making his way up with the intentions of checking out this uh, southeastern hallway. All right. Uh, okay. Is everybody following Uhtred? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put greater invisibility on and then follow Uhtred. Just remember, invisibility didn't work on the ghouls, and I'm fairly certain it's not going to work on the Grave Knight either. Oh, right. Um, and it's only around. In that case, I'm going to cast Mirror Image then. All right. Uh, as you guys are like filing north, uh, Elksy very sheepishly approaches Randolph, and like she still looks like an absolute disaster with her just torn apart face and uh she says Randolph I, I I know that we don't like to use healing magic when that stake isn't being used but uh, and I I really hate asking for, for yes more, yes but... come come okay uh, well we need to get out of here alive and that means healing being as uh, healthy as we can be okay thank you I take out my dumpy wand that heals 1d8 plus 1. <laughs> Start whacking it on my hand. At most, 4 per charge. Alright, let's go. I put it away. <laughs> Start rubbing my hands together. Okay. You can't do that. Oh, unless you, you cast a spell. I thought you meant you were going to Don't rub your, your hands together. Hands. Not allowed to oh, do that. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going <laughs> to cure serious wounds. Alright. Which is 1d8 plus gastro level? Or 3d8 plus gastro level? Yeah, 3d8 plus up to 15, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can never keep serious versus critical straight in my head, so. <clears throat> uh, 23. Obviously, it's an odd number because can never win with you fuckers. <laughs> All right, so, so let's uh, see, heals 11. 11. And she's still super hurt, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that... maybe let's not blow a bunch of healing on her. <laughs> let's just kind of let her maybe stay out of the combat. Uh, Alexi says An elk in need is a friend indeed <laughs> Alright I sure hope a PC doesn't get walled And we're like oh fuck Wish we had that extra healing That'll teach you No, it's That'll okay. teach you to not be an elk Because I can breathe life back into people That's Remember? true So I'll just wait until you're yep. dead And then I'll life <laughs> you back We should wait until Elksy's dead Oh yeah that's not a bad idea Alright there we oh. go 28 that's 14 right. healing Surely she's fine yeah, now. Yeah, all better. All better. I mean, that was uh, only five more than your first deal. <laughs> but it was an uh, even number. Hell so. yeah. Uh, Alexi says, I'll, I'll, I'll just hang back unless you guys need me. And she. Well, we always need you, Alexi. Alexi looks like just very defeated and uh, upset. Not on my watch. I, I Here comes too. another one. <laughs> If every combat my face got shoved in, like... Yeah. 24 for 12. Right. I'm going to heal her until she doesn't look defeated. Oh my god, stop, Joe. We, like, actually need heals. Alright. Uh, Alexi, she she still looks upset, but she says, Randolph, no, please. It, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. I, I just need to learn to stop being so uh, aggressive. Heroic? 
It's not her fault. She's an elk in Gallowspire. Like, a recipe for disaster. <laughs> Alright, well, I reluctantly hold off, which is good because I don't really have that much more in the tank, if we're all being honest with each other. <laughs> I'm looking at my spell list and uh, it's it's not good. Okay. Uh, Alright, so Teoblith, you're still uh, you're still doing your curating? Yeah. Alright. Uh, so, are you checking out that iron-bound tome, or are you checking out that magical tome? I'll check out the magical one first. Okay. Alright, how long does it take your object reading to do its thing? Uh, that takes one minute. Uh, I can spellcraft if that's just faster. Yeah, go ahead. 36. Wow. Well, it's a really fucking good thing that you did that. Um, Oh, yeah? You're looking at this book and for a moment you're like holy shit you found a tome of understanding uh which is that like a tome of make holes yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh and you know your best friend randolph would just love it uh uh, tome of understanding uh just like that other book that randolph read that one time uh, once you've read through it, you just gain an uh, inherent bonus to your uh, intelligence score oh, uh, as a, be huge opposed to wisdom. Too. But with your sick-ass spellcraft check, you realize that this is actually... This is either going to be cursed or just, like, even better. <laughs> you realize that this is a vacuous grimoire. A book of this sort looks like a normal volume on some mildly interesting topic. But in this case, it looks like a very interesting book. Uh, but it is not that book. Any character who opens the book and reads so much as a single word therein must make two will saves. The first is to determine if the reader takes one point of permanent intelligence and charisma drain. The second is to find out if the reader takes two points of permanent wisdom drain. To destroy the book, it must be burned while Remove Curse is being cast. If the grimoire is placed with other books, its appearance instantly alters to conform to the look of those other works. What? <laughs> so it doesn't give you an intellect no, bonus? it, it is a cursed intellect? item. and <laughs> It's a oh, trap. <laughs> I got so fucking excited there. <laughs> so, uh, alright, and then there's the Ironbound Tome iron you say you're just uh thumbing through this tome real quick as well i guess are you gonna stay here or are you leaving when the group leaves um i'm going to leave like right after the group leaves <laughs> you idiot <laughs> like I, like i'm so distracted in here like it'll just take me a second to realize that they've all left the room and i'll be oh fuck i don't want to be here alone <laughs> all right so with that you have you have enough time to just start thumbing through this real quick, just to get an idea of what it is. Uh, and you realize that this is a tome on conjuration penned by one of Tarbafon's minions who assisted in the original creation of the Witch Gates. Uh, Witch Gates? Witch Gates. Uh, the book explains early theories on operating the control network and will grant a plus five circumstance bonus on the use magic device checks to operate the witch gates. Nice. That sounds handy. Yeah. Yes, very much so. 
This could put my use magic device at a plus 34. Oh my god. Damn. <laughs> That's just like a comical number. Plus, 30, <laughs> plus 34? Yeah, I don't know if there's a use magic device DC that you can't get. Like, it's like activating a wand is DC 20. Activating a scroll is like, well, it's like, tw- I don't know. It, never mind. It. You're 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 very good at using magic devices. <laughs> yes, that's like an occultist specialty. Yeah. Like they they add like their level or half their level to UMD checks. Yeah. All right, so I guess the group goes north through that door, and they are back in the bone pit, the hundred foot wide circular room that they fought that skeletal dragon in. You guys kind of just did a little loop from south west and then you went down into that one room fought a couple undead made an ice wall went east look at the <laughs> library and then you went north and right back in the pit now what well, we're gonna go down the hallway over to the southeast okay so you guys start walking down this hallway it's about 10 feet wide and with Arginus's daylight spell uh lighting your way in addition to any uh, light spells or dark vision that the group might have uh, you're able to see no more than 60 feet in front of you at a time and this hallway goes on for a long time I turn around. Yeah, I turn on, around like, to see what's uh, to see if like this is extending how way longer. Because we haven't actually finished that library and we haven't no. looked through anything in that room. All right. Well, a minute goes by and you're still walking down this hallway. Do you keep going? Like, does it just keep going like straight in this like southwestern direction? It has a couple has a couple turns here and there, but for the most part, yeah, it's just going southeast. Does it feel like the elevation's changing at all? No. I, th- I think b- if that's the case, then we wouldn't go a full minute. We'd probably go until we couldn't see where we came in yet. Yeah. That's at least when Utru would be like, whoa, hold up. I think maybe this hallway looks like it's going much further than I thought. It might be better off to go back and check those rooms. That's a good idea. I'd rather not be caught in a bottlenecked hallway when those when that Grave Knight catches up with us. Tiapleth says, wiping the drool from his mouth. <laughs> yeah, let's let's head back for now. As I finally catch up with the group. <laughs> Am I still gigantic? How much how much longer do I have being um I a believe monster? it's a minute per level, so uh I'd say that it's probably been two minutes since our genus cast that on you. Being, being okay. generous. Sweet. Alright, so you guys go back to this library? Yeah. Back to the pile. I guess, I guess we'll just take our time and go through it since these guys are just gone. Alright. Um, well, why don't we head back to the, uh, why don't we head back to the, the control room and go south to that other hallway? Yeah, I guess we could do that. If they didn't go around if they didn't circle around to the west or if they didn't circle around to the east it makes sense they might be waiting for us there yeah I guess Uchu would start making his way through that bone pit area and head back towards uh, J6 with the pyramid 
That pyramid might be my least favorite room. It's not a good room. Something about it. Nah, there's been way worse rooms in this campaign. Alright, but yeah, you guys, you get back to the pyramid room, uh, and, I mean, you can only see 60 feet uh, ahead of you, and this pyramid room is quite large, uh, but you see, you definitely see the pyramid. It's right where you left it. Uh, you don't see anybody else. What do you do? Well, what about inside the, the pyramid? <laughs> well, you go inside the pyramid. I'm going to go to about here so I can look into it. Okay. Yeah, you look into the pyramid and it appears empty. Your dark vi- your dark vision, see invisibility, and echolocation all corroborate. <sighs> all right. On we go. So you go to the south end of the pyramid room, and that leads to that hallway that you went to the uh, south end of and got to the fork and you could look east and you could look west 60 feet in either direction and uh, it was just the limit of your dark vision slash daylight spell and the hallway uh, it was just longer than the limits of your vision uh, so you go into that hallway uh, you don't see any creatures but yeah do you do you go east or you go west gotta go west right we're going to go all the way back around here, not to go into the other side of J14, J4. Isn't that east? Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. Saying, I say west. I'm saying go this way to the east. Yeah. All right. Might as well go rule it out, make sure they're not just yeah. sitting in that room somewhere. <laughs> if they're just sitting there, I'm done for the night. <laughs> all right. You get to the end of the hallway uh, where it hits a bend and goes north to the left. And you see the other side of the door that was on the south side of that room that Teoblith is pretty sure he heard get opened and closed, and the undead uh, are nowhere to be seen. Kind of excessively loudly, Teoblith just kind of goes, Huh, I never figured Taika for a coward. Alright, oh, Teoblith's uh, goad echoes loudly in the hallway. Uh, there is no no answer. I'm going to say it's been another two minutes. It's now been four minutes since uh, uh, Randolph was enlarged. And you open that door and you explore the south half of that room. Uh, Uhtred's Wall of Ice is still there blocking off the north half of it. And anybody who's exploring this room can give me a perception check. Okay. Natural 20 for 32. 28 for Teolith. Uh, eight for Randolph. Elias is bugging me. And a ten. Uh, Teoblith and Uhtred, you find uh, a hidden compartment behind a, a sliding brass panel on the circular table adjacent to the wall of ice. Uh, in the compartment is an image of a dull orb partially obscured by a crescent-shaped divot. Oh, is this the battery? No, it's an image of an orb, oh. partially obscured by a crescent-shaped divot. Uh, give me a knowledge nature check. Nature, huh? All you, Udrid. It's not a good one for me. Yeah, just natural 20 for 31. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you realize that this image invokes a solar eclipse, but the sun appears extinguished. Can I detect magic on this image? Uh, yeah, go ahead, detect magic. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, 
Yeah, there's a magical aura coming from this thing. Uh, spellcraft? Or do I just identify it? Spellcraft. 40. Oh my god. Oh no, that's that's not me. <laughs> and I you you rolled the wrong skill anyway. Uh, <laughs> Teolith got a 40. And Uhtred had a 38. Right, yeah, Uhtred, you, uh, you're looking at this and kind of scratch your head and you're like, there's something magical about this, but I'm really not sure what it is like is there like an active effect on this or is there like a magical function that I just don't understand I'm not really sure uh, Teoblith, uh you uh, know that there's uh, kind of a, a trigger uh, for this uh, for this magical aura so again there's like you you found this hidden compartment behind a sliding brass panel in the table uh, inside the panel is an image of a dull orb partially obscured by a crescent-shaped divot, uh, invoking a solar eclipse. Uh, Teoblith, you know that uh, if you cast, if, if someone were to cast a light spell uh, on the table, something would happen. Man, what was the DC on that? 40? Uh, there was not a listed DC. So I kind of made one up. 38 wasn't good enough, but 40 was. I see. <laughs> Wait, uh, you got a 38? Where, where'd you get I that? rolled sleight of hand. Oh. Yeah. Which he, was he just added eight, his bonus so to the... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, Uhtred, you would have you would have gotten that, too. That's my bad. Uh, I just kind of make eye contact with Uhtred and, and like look back at the table like, well, what are you waiting for? All right, well, stand back. And Uhtred will cast light on the table. Alright. For a split second, uh, the table lights up, glowing, but then the light spell immediately flickers out, and the exact opposite, the table radiates darkness. Fortunately, our genus's daylight spell uh, kind of counteracts this, uh, but the table doesn't really care about that, and a circular hole kind of slides open in the center of the table and a magical rod rises up out of the table like a trophy like standing erect what kind of rod well you can give me a spellcraft check on that rod next week on the inspired incompetence podcast okay okay see ya see ya see ya see ya